Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. I've got a number of scriptures to read this morning, so you can be seated because I'm going to go through these. Praise God. God is good, isn't he? I am reading from John chapter 10. I'm not going to put all of this up on the screen simply because I have so much to read today. So just listen as I read from John chapter 10. I'm beginning with verse number 1. I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking now. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice, and they come to him, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I'm so glad Jesus knows my name. I'm not just a face in a crowd. He actually knows my name. Praise the Lord. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them. And they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. And anytime you don't understand something from God, ask him. He'll explain it to you. If you have questions, take it to the Lord. Don't run from him. Take it to the Lord. He'll explain it to you, either through a sermon, through a prayer meeting, through a scripture you read. Sooner or later, he'll give you understanding. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. He said, I am the gate for the sheep. And I'm pointing at me as though I'm Jesus saying that, not that I'm the gate. But that's what he was saying. I am the gate That's important to understand that. I'm the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. And I want to point out that he did not say, I am a gate. He said, I'm the gate. And there are many gates, but there's only one true gate. His name is Jesus. Those who come in through me will be saved. That's what makes Christianity exclusive, you know. People think, why is Christianity so much better or different than any other religion? Why can't any other religion save us? Well, because in what other religion did someone, did the head and the leader of that religion lay down his life and die for your soul? None. That's what makes Christianity exclusive. Our leader laid down and died for us. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And I think Sister Takara alluded to that rich and satisfying life just a few moments ago when she talked about how she looked around here and sees people that she grew up with, 
still serving God, still living for God, still speaking that same truth. The thief's purpose is to kill, to steal, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. How many of you have found living for God to be satisfying? I'm satisfied. That's another old song we sing. He said he'd be my comforter. He said he'd be my guide. Been baptized in Jesus' name. Spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. Ever since that wonderful day, my soul's been satisfied. Praise God. Verse 11, he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for his sheep. Again, why Christianity is exclusive. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they didn't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them, and they scatter the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. And I'm here to tell you today that Jesus knows you. He knows you. Let's pray for just a moment. Lord, I pray that you'll anoint this tongue of flesh of mine and these lips of clay. I pray that you will speak to us what you laid upon my heart. Speak it through me in such a way that it will be easily understood and comprehended. I pray in the name of the Lord that you will help me to express the burden that you put on my soul, my heart, to preach this morning. Speak through me, Lord, and use me for your namesake. I pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Can we give Jesus one more hand clap of praise together? We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Amen. All right, so I have uh, entitled this sermon today, The Good Shepherd and His Gates. Um, you need to uh, remember that we're going through these I am statements of Jesus. We did take last week off for Mother's Day. And didn't Sister Shoshana preach a phenomenal sermon last week for Mother's Day? Amen. But now we are back on the subject of the I am statements of Jesus. And I'm going to cover two of them today. I'm going to cover the fact that he is the good shepherd and he is also the gate. Now we are surrounded by gates. We don't always think about it. Uh, but we are, gates, we, there's a lot of gates in our lives. If you ever took a plane flight anywhere, you went through a number of gates. You went through a security gate. You looked for a gate to find your plane at. Uh, we have gates at our houses. People have gates on their fences to keep intruders out. In fact, we don't always look at it this way, but the front door of your house is a gate. And you shut that gate and lock it at night trying to keep uh, uh, you know, strangers from coming in. And Jesus said, I am the gate. I'm the gate. And that's important to understand what he means by the fact that he identified himself as the gate. Because these words of referring to himself as the gate opens up a facet to his being that we need to understand in our relationship with God. That he is the gate. Let me explain. Here's what would happen. We already know he's the good shepherd. We're going to, we are going to talk about that in a moment. But he also referred to himself as the gate. Now, what a shepherd would do is he would gather his sheep, especially at night when it was time to settle down. He would put them into a sheepfold, and there was an entryway to the sheepfold. And we oftentimes think of that being the gate, but that's not the gate any more than the door hole is the gate, but the door itself is what the gate is. 
So the entrance to the sheepfold was there, but the shepherd himself would sit down, stand, or sometimes lay down at that entrance and become the gate for the sheep. And as the sheep passed by, he would be watching to make sure nothing else was slipping in. That was dangerous. He would be making sure anything that might have gotten on the sheep while it was out in the fields could be brushed off or scraped off before it went into the sheepfold. And so the shepherd was the gate in the sense that he watched the sheep as they came into the sheepfold so that he could make sure everything was going to be all right. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus wants to be your gate. He wants to stand at the door of your heart and make sure nothing's coming in that shouldn't be getting in there. Praise God. He told his listeners that those who would enter into the gate would be able to go in and out and find pasture if they went through the gate. That's what he told them. It's going in and out that allows God to take a look at us. You see, here we are at the house of God today. You'd be smart to come to church every week because this is one of the gates we enter through. Jesus wants to take a look at your heart when you come into church, and he does. And you can tell a lot about a person's heart. You can tell a lot about a person when they're worshiping God and they've got their hands raised and magnifying of the Lord as compared to those that are sitting back like this and just looking around. Huh? You okay if I preach like this for a minute today? Okay, thank you, because I was going to anyway. Just want just to put you through the gate, see if you're with me. <laughs> We're supposed to come into the sheepfold on a Sunday morning. We're supposed to have church. We're supposed to worship God. And one of the reasons we need to come is so that when we come through that front door, the master, the gatekeeper, can take a look at us and see if we're bringing anything in that needs to get straightened out in that church service. Come on now. How many times have you walked into church and that message was just for you, you thought, and that statement was just for you, and that song touched your heart because the gatekeeper knows what you need. Hallelujah. But we're supposed to come in, but we're all supposed to go out. He said, I'm the, I'm the gatekeeper so that they can come in and go out and find pasture. See, we're not supposed to come in here and sit, and this is the only place we serve God. We're supposed to go out there on our jobs and serve God. We're supposed to go out there to our schools and serve God. We're supposed to go out there to our families and tell them about Jesus. We're supposed to be the sheep here to where we get fed, where we get nourished, where we get help, where we get straightened out so that we can go out there and find other sheep to bring back in here with us. Thank God he's our gatekeeper. Can you say amen? He checks my heart. I let him check my heart all the time. I don't wait for Sunday morning service to let him check my heart. Praise God. Some people want to be part of God's flock. Now, being part of God's flock is a tremendous blessing. He will comfort you when you're down. He will encourage you when you're discouraged. He can heal you when you're sick. And as Jameson just sang so beautifully just a few moments ago, 
when the doctors don't know what to do, I have Jesus. He's all of that. The, the blessings of the Lord make us rich and they add no sorrow. The joy of the Lord is unspeakable and it's full of glory. But some people want that blessing without the life. Some people want that blessing and belong to another fold. Some people want to come in and get the blessing and go out and be part of another fold. I'm here to tell you, Jesus is my shepherd. He's my shepherd on Sunday morning, and he's my shepherd on Monday morning, and he's my shepherd on Tuesday morning, and he's my shepherd on Wednesday morning, and Thursday morning, and Friday morning, and Saturday morning. And when I come back next Sunday morning, take a look at me, be my gatekeeper, and make sure I haven't picked anything up over the week that doesn't need to get straightened out. Praise God. In verse 3, Jesus said, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice. And they come to him. Boy, I recognized his voice here today. And I can tell you did too. Praise the Lord. Now, Jesus said that the gatekeeper opens the gate, and to get into the fold, you need to come through this gate. He said, but... There are some that try to hop the fence, and they try to get in another way. He said, and if anyone tries to get in another way, he said, that's a thief and a robber. I want the blessings of God, but I want to get them fair and square. I want to get them because I'm part of his sheep. I don't want to try to steal the blessings of God. I don't want to get the... I don't want to... I don't want to claim the blessings of God that come from certain lifestyles and certain attitudes and certain heart issues and the, and the times in prayer and the times in fasting and the times in Bible reading. I don't want to get those kind of blessings and not actually do those things. But that's what some people want in this world. They want the blessings of God without living for God. Let me say that again, Alex. They want the blessings of God without doing the things of God, without serving God. There's a lot of these, a lot of people in this world, they want to be in the sheepfold. Uh, they want to be in the sheepfold, but they don't want to be in the sheepfold, uh, or I should say they do want to be in the sheepfold and still be able to do their own thing. They want to be in the sheepfold, but they want to do their own thing. They want to graze in their own field, and they want the blessings of God. They don't want the gatekeeper correcting them. Some of my greatest moments is when I'm down on my knees feeling God's conviction about something I'm doing in my life because I realize the gatekeeper wants to scrape something off of my fur so that I can be clean inside his fold. Jesus said, those who come in through me will be saved. They come and go freely and find good pasture. Now, let's talk for a moment about the shepherd's voice for a moment, because he also said that my sheep hear my voice. They know my voice. My sheep know my voice. In John chapter 10, I read this earlier. I'm going to reread this, verse 4 and 5. After he had gathered his own flock... He walks ahead of them. This is talking about the shepherd. After he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. 
So we're living in a world where there are many shepherds. There's one true shepherd, but there are many shepherds calling sheep. And I don't want to recognize those voices. I want to recognize the one voice that I know can save my soul. And when I hear that voice call, I want to, I want to heed that voice. And it's very interesting how sheep learn their shepherd's voice. Very interesting. You want to know how they do it? They hear it a lot. <laughs> That's right. They hear it a lot. The shepherd, when he has new sheep, he'll, he'll talk to it a lot. He'll get it to recognize his voice. And it recognizes that voice. So when someone else starts talking, they don't even pay attention because that's not their shepherd's voice. Oh, that we would stop paying attention to the voices in this world and stop being tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Oh, that we would hear only our shepherd's voice and not worry about what the rest think or what the rest are doing. I belong to this sheepfold. This is who I am. I am his and he is mine. Praise God. So they learn it by hearing it. And once they become comfortable with their shepherd's voice, they absolutely will not follow another voice. They just won't do it. And how do they do it? They hear the voice often. Let me tell you something. You'd be smart to attend church regularly. You'd be smart not to let every little thing keep you out because you need to hear the voice of God. You'd be smart to read your Bible every day, because you need to know the voice of God. You'd be smart to worship God every day, not just during a worship service on church on Sunday. You'd be smart to lift your hands in your own house. You'd be smart to lift your voice and sing these songs when you're home by yourself or with your family. You'd be smart to, to open your Bible every day and read the words of your shepherd so that you can get to know his voice better. I'm telling you how you can understand the difference between the voices in this world and the, voices of, and the voice of God. It's by comparing it to what his word declares. You'd be smart to read your Bible. You'd be smart to do some Bible studies. You'd be smart to, to open up the Word. You'd be smart to pray every day. You'd be smart to worship God. You'd be smart to sing these songs of Zion, not just on Sunday, but on Monday morning, and again on Tuesday morning, and again on Wednesday morning, and again on Thursday morning, and again on Friday morning, and again on Saturday morning, so that when you come here on Sunday morning, you're already used to doing this. No one's got to pump you up. No one's got to pull it out of you. You've been doing it all week. You've been praising them all week long. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. God is good, isn't he? You'd be smart to become comfortable with your shepherd's voice. Do you ever wonder what happens to some people? Sister Takara stood up here during our worship service and testified and said how good it was to look out and see people that were in church when she was a little girl. And they worshiped God and brought in the presence of God that she could feel as a child. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Wouldn't it be awesome if all those people were still here? Because they're not, you know. 
I guarantee some of you can think of somebody right now that used to be what we would call on fire for God, loved God in church, that don't go to church anymore. Why? What happened to them? Where'd they go? I'll tell you what happened. They forgot the sound of their shepherd's voice. And some of these other voices started luring them. And the next thing you know, the shepherd's voice was actually getting drowned out until finally they were more familiar with these other voices than the shepherd's voice. And now this has become their shepherd. And their shepherd doesn't go to church on Sunday mornings. And their shepherd doesn't read the Bible. Is this good, Bruce? <laughs> and their shepherd doesn't clap their hands in church. And their shepherd doesn't shout with the shout of victory. And their, shout, their, their shepherd doesn't, doesn't clap. And their shepherd doesn't rejoice in the presence of the Lord. And their shepherds don't baptize in Jesus' name. And their shepherds don't worry about getting the Holy Ghost. Their shepherds don't worry about speaking in tongues. Their shepherds don't think any of this stuff matters. I want to hear the voice of the shepherd that called me yesteryear, yesterday, and brought me out into a beautiful place to pasture. Praise God. I'm going to wrap this up right now. I've shown this video several times. I'm going to show it one more time because it just fits so perfectly with this sermon that I'm preaching. It's this video, if you haven't seen it before, it's a video of, of, of a shepherd. And he's got, I think, a, I think he's got some college kids there. Um, and he's showing them how sheep know their shepherd's voice. And he has at least three of these, I think three of these college kids try to imitate the shepherd to see if those sheep will listen. And they will not. And then the shepherd speaks. And it's so moving because that's how I want to be. You know, this world, just before we get into this, this world tries to imitate Jesus. They try to come as close as they can to the real thing, but not be the real thing, to get us to follow. They try to sound like Jesus. They try to look like Jesus. They try to promote the things that Jesus promotes, but the one thing they can't do is purchase our salvation. So watch this video. And then we'll wrap it up. One more time.
They are coming. Oh my God. Oh my God. And that's how I want to be with Jesus. There are many voices calling for us, church. Many voices in this world trying to sound like the shepherd, trying to imitate the shepherd. But when I read his word and I feel his spirit, there's no substitute. I am the good shepherd, he said. And the shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees the wolf coming. He'll abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. A hired hand runs away because he's working only for money and doesn't really care about the sheep. But I'm the good shepherd. Jesus, I know my own sheep and they know me. Do you know him? Would you like to know him better? This altar is open. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you and God bless.